My name is Renair Neverember. My father was once the open lord of Waterdeep, and though he were not perfect, since his reign this once great city of splendors has become the domain of cultists, cut purses, and cruelty. Though it pains me to admit, there may be but one way to save our city from these wanton villains. And that is with villains of our own. Zig, after finishing your morning business in the Castle Ward Courthouse, you break away from Blitz to pursue your own ends. You're meeting Lazarus for lunch in the Pampered Traveler, an upscale inn not far from the courthouse, frequented by dignitaries from all across Faerun. The tables are obscured from one another by illuminated trees on a winding glass road, and the waitstaff are dressed like high-fashion critiques of tavern keeps and barmaids. Bards reinterpret classic traveling standards on expensive string instruments, and the articulated skeleton of a young dragon wormling curled around a treasure hoard of stacked cocktail glasses is the centerpiece of the room. The Pampered Traveler is not quite adventure-themed so much as a knowing mockery of the sword and shield class, kept exclusive from anyone who might take offense. You come across your security officer, Lazarus, waiting with two cocktails, one covered by a small glowing disc that disappears as you approach. His eyes flick behind you and scan the horizon as he pushes your chair out with his boot. Uh, Zig sits, takes up one of the drinks. I assume, mm, how do I talk? Like a, like a calm British man. That's yes, right. that okay. is right. Safari, safari hunter vibes. Um, I assume everything went well at the library? And he winks. Uh, yes. Yes, about as expected. Excellent. I may have found a lead for your... He looks around the room. Nine-tailed fox? He passes you a name and address written on a napkin. And it says, Rosalie, the paper claw. Nice. Sig reaches for the note a little too uh, quickly Mm -hmm. for what is usually their demeanor and how they sort of carry themselves. They are very eager to get to the bottom of this whip. Very well. Um, thank you, Lazarus, as always. Lazarus sort of squints in your direction. You've been off the last couple of days. Are you feeling like yourself? Oh, you know, I'm an Eladrin. I'm never quite feeling like myself. It's all depends on the season. Zig strikes it off, um, not quite ready to open up about all the weirdness. <laughs> quite yet. Uh, well, luckily, Lazarus is a professional. Very well. Um, it's an old bookshop. 
the paper claw, a little off the radar, recently purchased by an old friend of mine 20, 30 years ago. She's human and boring, if we're being honest, but she's powerful and strong-willed, good hand to shake whether or not she can help you. He takes a sip of his drink and sort of leans back to stare at you a little bit. What? May I ask, do you feel it is safe to keep that fox around? Things that wander in like that are unpredictable, and keeping it on a leash at your side, who knows what it's seeing or hearing or whispering. I appreciate your caution, Lazarus, and you do have a very good point. However... I have strong suspicions that this whip belongs to a mistress I cannot refuse. And until I know for sure, I would rather keep it close than the alternative. Mm. He, uh, he, he, he takes a moment to consider this and a, uh, a waiter comes back, comes up to you guys and he, he waves them away. Um, and... Um, or he puts a hand over his drink to indicate that they're fine, because that's much cooler. <laughs> At the very least, I must, forgive me, insist that you allow Rosalie to give it a full diagnostic. I fear I can't do my job with such a wild card on the table, and the alibi is nothing if it is not safe. Am I overstepping? Not at all. I appreciate your candor and your diligence. I will give Rosalie whatever access she needs to the fox. I trust, since she comes referred by you. Well, the shop is in Many Cats Alley. You'll know it because of all the bloody cats everywhere. Literal cats, though, not tabaxi. Best be careful. They are known to lurk. In fact, um, I must ask, would you like my company on this particular mission? I may not jive so well in your magical culture, but I can cut down a mage before they can blink. If you have nothing else more pressing going on today, I think that's a very good idea. Of course. In more casual circumstances, how are you feeling about this group you've allied yourself with? Because it seems that it's been a bit of a chaotic arrangement thus far. Uh, Zig's mouth quirks up into a bit of a sly smile and takes a big swig of their drink. I don't usually like folk, but they are growing on me. Do you trust this vampire? <laughs> I've known of him for some time. He's got a bit of a reputation around town, and um, security-wise, he does give me pause. <laughs> I trust him about as far as I can throw him, and I think you've seen what a big guy he is. I can't throw him very far. So then why make the deal? Well, there's too many opportunities here to pass up. Yes, I suppose you're right. We wouldn't be here if we weren't making interesting bedfellows, eh? Mm, sometimes you have to take a risk. It is perhaps appropriate that the largest ward in Waterdeep is the Trade Ward, home to the city's largest market. Everywhere you look, your senses are assailed by colorful advertisements, illusory salespeople, and Waterdavians spending their hard-earned coin. 
Balcony walkways weave between the buildings, sometimes stacking five stories high, commerce blocking out the very sky above you. It's week's end, and the changing of the seasons has sent the public clamoring for heavy cloaks and fur hats, making it difficult to navigate at anything close to your movement speed. But you can smell boiling apple cider and see your breath drift away on the wind, so there's something about it that's cozy. How do you all want to meet up? What time of day is it? It's like 3 p.m., and I assume you have like an umbrella or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you could tell me how you handle these sort of situations. You could not be in it if you want, but that doesn't sound fun. Yeah, that doesn't sound super fun. Um, then, yeah, I'll, I'll have a, a big trench coat on mm-hmm. and and dark clothes and my collar's up and I've got big, ridiculous sunglasses on. But, like, they're, like, fancy and they, like, have, like, a little gold embroidery around the dark black frame. Match. And a big, fancy, kind of vaguely Chinese-looking umbrella over my head. Uh, as I step out of the carriage with no, uh, with no windows. <laughs> Thank you, Gravensby. That will be all. Don't forget your sunscreen. And Gravensby <laughs> rides off on the carriage. Got to stop scheduling these things for the middle of the afternoon. What was I thinking? <laughs> Carlina, how do you wander into the market? Um, I feel like Misra is the kind of person that has already been wandering it on her own since she woke up from her trance. Mm-hmm. So she's been checking out little shops here and there, vendors, maybe picking up a few trinkety things that are just water deep. (laughs) I almost said like water deep exclusives, Um, but like native (laughs) to the town, (laughs) native to the town, things that she wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Spices. Crown ward activations. Yeah, basically. Uh, Great. And uh, Blitz, how are you feeling after that wild, crazy courtroom adventure you just had? Where you secured the property transfer to Trollskull Manor. Uh, I guess I'm happy that we were successful, but it was exhausting. Is that right? Is that how I feel? <laughs> yeah, that's totally how you feel. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, I know this is a li- okay. So, just to metagame a little bit, I know this is very confusing, but it is. it's okay though. <laughs> but we ha- we're having to jump through some hoops to get right. everybody's story saved up. You tell me up. how I feel, and then I'll say that I feel no, that you're t- way. No, I want I want you to tell me how you feel, and then try to get there tomorrow. Oh yeah. God! Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, Blitz is just exhausted, but happy that they accomplished what they set out to do. And now you have to let me accomplish what I set out to do. <laughs> what are you setting out to do this fine morning? Yeah, the world, the, the the morning is your oyster, guys. You have a you have free reign over Waterdeep right now. I mean, this is the day after we just drank and got tattoos, right? <laughs> yes. It is, yes. Uh, so Blitz is looking for a fucking hangover cure because her head is pounding and the courtroom did not help. What sort of uh, what sort of animals can be bought in this market? Are there some like fantastic, cute, adorable, magical animals that can be purchased, or birds maybe? Oh my god! So we are starting a zoo, so that's canon. Now. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the zoo. This is the zoo that we're starting. You all wander the trade ward for a bit, dodging hurried shoppers and magical ad campaigns until you see a port in the storm, a street fair that has popped up and taken over several streets toward the north ward. There's blankets and stalls laid out with various local wares on them. There's a health insurance company here for some reason. It's a typical metropolitan street fair that people move to Waterdeep to experience the culture of. Oh, have we met up with each other? Yeah, I assume so. Unless you, well, hey, how about you guys meet up right here at this street fair? 
Ah, my young ward, how are you? Ah, uh, Brayden, don't talk so loud. My head, it hurts real bad. Oh my, perhaps some uh, overindulgences at the alibi, eh? Yeah, just a little bit. Misra, are you feeling okay? Oh, yeah. Um, my foot kind of stings a little bit, but peachy other than that. Oh, this is embarrassing. Why does your foot sting? Uh, Misra just grabs her, she lifts up her foot, and she just takes off her boot, and she just points. All right, we did that. Wow, it's like a little tentacle. Oh, you both got them. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, uh, you guys had a really good night, huh? <laughs> From what I can remember, we did. How was your morning? Were you successful in uh, getting the uh, the deed uh, to whatever the thing? What was the thing that we got from our adventure? I remember it not being a lot of gold. Troll Skull Manor. Okay. We got it. It's all good. Great success. Well, tell me, my, my young ward, uh, was it worth it? What uh, was it worth all the trouble? What is this Troll Skull Manor that we find ourselves the sole proprietors of? Um, I mean. On the deed, it sounds really good, but the more I talk to people, the more eh, it sounds. Maybe we should go check it out. Oh, okay. Um, I did have one little errand I was hoping to do in the market while I was here. Oh, uh, what do you need to go get? Um, well, uh, I think it's better if uh, we kind of look around and then I uh, let you know if I see it. Okay. That's very ominous and not concerning at all. Everything I say is ominous. It's my accent, I think. Yeah, I think it's more of the vampire thing, but sure. Yes, I'm ominous in general, aren't I? So I want to I want to stroll through until we find a vendor who's selling like monkeys or parrots or something. <laughs> oh my god! Get the get the bird! Get the get a freaking kingfisher! Everybody, make a perception check. Nice. <laughs> Eleven. Fourteen. That was a seven. Yeah. The bright sun of three p.m. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, I have disadvantage. So does <gasps> Misra. <laughs> BT dubs. Wait, in the sun? Yeah, both of us, because you're a drow and I'm a vampire. Yeah, actually, Carlina, you also have disappearance <laughs> in the sun. Do I have to roll again? Hold on. Okay, well, the seven was, was my, my other roll is a 10. My 14's better, so it's great. <laughs> my other roll is a 16. Brayden, it is just a little too bright for you. You make a mental note to talk to Gravensby about your schedule, but you, Misra, spot a peaked tent over the crowd, and you make your way over and see a stand made of rugs and tapestries around a wooden frame, with a sign hanging over it that reads, The Beak and Barter. You step inside and see that stacked along the fabric walls and atop a table at the center of the room are bird cages containing a variety of exotic birds. A figure wearing a mask with a beak like a toucan's dances out from behind a stack of cages. He's wearing a top hat and the band is absolutely packed with a rainbow of feathers and instead of a collar, his coat has this dramatic plumage like a mating bird. Hello, my friends. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Beak and Barter. Oh, this is it. This was the thing that I was saying I wanted to look for. Okay, check it out. Uh, hey, uh, what you got for me today? You? We've got birds to sell you, only the finest birds sourced from all across Turil. He seems to shed downy feathers with each dramatic salesman gesture he makes towards the bird cages, and there is something sketchy about him like he's got this used car salesman vibe oh it's like a little little menu oh wow okay so i see mm, this looks like little round-faced owl very cute uh 
Uh, this is some sort of... Jeez, look at this huge bill on this one with black feathers and the blue beak. It looks like a little pelican. And, uh, oh, this one. Oh, violet. Very nice. This Wait, is, uh... standing hip height to Misra? Look at this big boy right here. Wow. It's freaking huge. What is it, a fucking dinosaur? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have some evolutionary advantages, you might say. Even the great Tarask was once a bird. Okay, well, uh... Uh, this little fellow, who I mean, by which I mean the uh, big fellow, looks appealing to me, uh... Tell you what, uh, how about I give you, let's say, 1,800 gold for it? That's slightly under our asking price, fella, but maybe you could try a persuasion check. Okay. While he's doing that, can I kind of sneak around and see, like, what makes this so sketchy? Can I try to, like, sneak behind him into his booth? You sure can. Great. Yeah, make a stealth check, Misra. I got a 7 on my persuasion check. Oh, I only got a 10 on my stealth. I'm afraid we're going to have to charge full price for these puppies. Pockets. Birds. <laughs> oh, wait, you have puppies? No, we don't. Show me the puppies. I'm sorry, I need to get my terminology right. I'm new. Okay. <laughs> hey, well. do you have any kingfishers by any chance? King who? A kingfisher? Uh, we have an open lord here, but I'm not sure if she has any hobbies. No, sir, it's... <laughs> I can see that I'm talking over you. Continue. Well, tell you what, um, why don't you, uh, why don't you say, uh, give me, uh, a better price on this, uh, this little dude, uh, and, and maybe, uh, maybe there will be future business in it for you. You see, I am a man of some means. Oh, are you there, sir? Indeed. Art thou a noble? Um, no, well, I wouldn't say that. More of a merchant of some repute. You may have heard of me. My name is Braden Stabiler. Perhaps you've heard of the wine, uh, Equinox Garden? What, what would this be? I guess make another persuasion check, huh? Sure, sure. Well, this time I actually was, like, persuasive. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. no. laughs> this, is, this is much better. Uh, uh, nope, I was not, in fact. <laughs> yeah, rolls are not doing good. I will tell you what. I can offer you this miniature royal pelican with its black feathers and blue beak for a humble thousand dragons. I don't want your gross pelican. I hope you find what you're looking for in the market today, sir. Tell you what, how about you agree to that deal and I don't go tell the guards about the sketchy things that are going on in your booth? What sketchy things? He glances back and forth frantically. Make an intimidation check. There it is. There's my 14. <laughs> he tries to get between you and the table, but he trips on the tablecloth and accidentally tugs the corner away and reveals a crate beneath it. And you're able to glance over and see that the crate is full of potions of shrinking. <laughs> oh, what do we have here? You've been miniaturizing some of your wares, I see. I assume. Unless you're like a giant in disguise. What's going on here? Um, he, he flits. I was going to ask if Blitz can pick up one of the vials. Make a sleight of hand check. Okay. Ooh. 19. Uh, yes, you can pocket one of the vials. Oh, no, I'm not going to pocket it. I'm going to pick it up and then throw it on the, the $2,000 Sonic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, you misunderstood. I'm using it to steal the expensive bird. No, I sure did misunderstand, didn't I? Okay, the, the, green, the sort of greenish potion splashes across the cassowary. It, for a moment, doesn't seem to know what's going on until... And, and sort of looks back and forth all bird-like until it is small enough to fit between the bars of its own cage. Cool. And it hops out. And now I grab it and I put it in my pocket. Oh, it's really cute. And then she just is going to start walking away. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> 
the guy the guy looks at you and looks at the uh, shrinking potions and looks up at you, Brayden, carrying over that intimidation check from before. Yes, I trust that we won't have any further trouble, you and I, Mr. Shopkeeper. Trouble? What trouble? No, no trouble at all. Excellent. Well, tell you what, just to make your life a little bit better, because I feel like maybe some bad things have happened to you. We've maybe done you a bad turn this day. Why don't you swing by Equinox Gardens and ask for Gravensby? Tell him that Brayden sent you. We will make sure that you are well taken care of, okay? You, you'll have a nice day on us, maybe some free cases of wine, a nice place to stay, you bring a friend. It's, uh, it's a wonderful place. I think you will really enjoy it. Uh, why don't you come by sometime? Will I? With all your, with all your birds. I've been looking for a little getaway to take the missus to recently. She doesn't always appreciate the burdensome smell of a hundred bird cages. Excellent. Then we won't need to tell anybody about your shrinkage problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you just insult his dick? Like, what? <laughs> Brayden, jeez. Oh my god. He's like, he's like, God, he's out of there. <laughs> he's grabbed his potions, he's dipped out. He, he does not want to respond to that. Did he leave, uh, did he leave behind the birds? Uh, no, he's got all the birds. Oh. Like, Can we rescue them? <laughs> not all the birds. Well done, my young ward. Uh, I see you passed my test. <laughs> what? <laughs> this was a test? Yes, you did perfectly. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. You acquired, oh, okay. you acquired for us a tiny little companion who now you will raise as your ward. <laughs> uh, thanks. You are very welcome. Can I make it bigger, though? It doesn't have to stay tiny. That's, that's entirely up to you. Okay. Make sure that you care for this creature as if it was your own young. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. cute. I have to name it. Uh, it is going to be named. Definitely name it. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Icarus. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful name. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well, let's take Icarus and go visit the um, the place that you won uh, with uh, from our adventure last time. Let's go take a look. Zig. As you and Lazarus head to the northeast, you see storm clouds with smooth edges, as though pressed against glass. You're familiar with the area and know the cloud aligns with the gardens of the Sea Ward, watered artificially to avoid moldy roses in the autumn season. Many Cats Alley is right at the edge of it, and canopies have been stretched out over several of the winding paths, a small courtesy that keeps you mostly dry. Many Cats Alley is predictably full of cats, as well as cat toys, cat idols, cat food, catnip, left around the alley in decorated baskets by superstitious locals. There are statues of cats all along the walls, some of them broken. <laughs> One in particular, a cat's face with a red gemstone in its eye, is surrounded by cats who are licking it and rubbing up against it. You see a narrow green door in the alley, over which is a weathered wooden sign in the shape of a fingerprint styled like a magical rune, a red gash running through it. The windowsills both have box gardens, but nothing is growing in the soil and several kittens are curled up inside of them, and it smells strongly of litter. For a moment, Zig regrets asking Laz to come with them, because Zig really wants to pet these cats. 
but um, they would never behave so vulnerable in front of one of their employees. Lazarus uh, crosses his arms behind his back and sort of just uh, meanders, looking away from you for a moment, humming. (laughs) Such good staff. I love my staff. Yeah, Zig definitely kneels down uh, whenever they can, you know, whenever they're sure that Laz is looking away and sort of like pets the cats and, you know, uh, maybe... uh, takes some uh, snacks that they maybe uh, stole from the bar and gives it to them to feed them and stuff as they walk up to the door or try to find the library, is it, that we're going to? It's a it's like a bookstore. Yeah, the bookstore that we're going to. Uh, hey, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. Is this cat going to scratch me? Hold on. Eight. <laughs> Eight. So I get super scratched. <laughs> uh, you sure do. <laughs> Give me one second here. Please don't tell me that's damage, because that's a no. twenty-one. <laughs> no, that's uh, the that's cat. A roll. The cat killed Zig. <laughs> <laughs> Zig is dead. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. I'm off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been nice. <laughs> uh, you hear. And Lazarus, acting quickly, his hand darts out and snatches an arrow from the air just before it hits your head. And he says, get behind me! As a tabaxi made of stone leaps from the shadows and lands between you and the door. No one appreciates public art anymore. They shake their head and the illusion of stone crumbles into dust and blows away in the wind, leaving behind a tabaxi in a high-collared coat, their greasy black hair dangling in front of the large red stone in place of their right eye. Roll for initiative. Oh boy. Uh, Zig is hiding behind Lass. The tabaxi darts forward, claws out, and leaps at Lazarus, who meets the claws with his big gauntleted hands and sends the tabaxi stumbling down the alley before they retaliate. <laughs> did they roll a six? To hit? Yep, that's what they did. This oh my tabaxi gosh. super on point tonight. <laughs> Lazarus uh, tries to take advantage of the stumbling tabaxi, but when he swings, the tabaxi rolls out of the way completely silently like a ninja cat and then uh, focuses his eyes back on you. Oh, no. (laughs) Zig, realizing that there's no escape and that they would be absolutely in peril if they, you know, stray too far from Lazarus, uh, is going to step forward and slash at the tabaxi with their bullwhip. 17 to hit. Okay, so you you grab the whip at your hip and it weaves into a bullwhip and you slash it forward for... Seven. Se- oh, shit. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, it's a great. D8, and I apparently rolled very well. Okay, great. Well, you slash it right across the face. Ah, your whip arcing over your head also slashes the awning that was catching the rain over the alley, causing a bunch of it to splash onto the ground. The tabaxi's going to leap at Lazarus. Ten to hit. Does it hit? It does not. Ah, oh, strong boy. <laughs> <laughs> um... So the tabaxi uh, thrusts forward with their short sword, but Lazarus is ready for it and pivots his body so it glances uselessly off and kicks the short sword out of the tabaxi's hands before the tabaxi does a bound off of the alley wall. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, the muddy water that you caused to, to slick the alley makes the tabaxi slip and slam into one of the cat statues, sending cats scattering out of the alleyway. <laughs> uh, Lazarus attacks with his hand axe again, taking advantage of the stumbling tabaxi. Oh, man. Only but, Zig uh, can hit in this battle. <laughs> but unfortunately, a cat darts out right in front of Lazarus, and he jumps over the cat. But when he lands, his heavy boots slick on the muddy water, and he stumbles down the alley also, uh, putting Aww. putting the tabaxi between you and him. And it is your turn. Yeah, uh, uh, Zig's going to go with what works and uh, is going to try out that whip again. They're very excited at how this whip is behaving. They're thrilled. Like maybe too thrilled? If I was Laz, I would be like, Zig, get it together. <laughs> um, so Zig rolled a 20 to hit. Oh no, okay, yeah. great. So this whip is doing its job. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to say that once again, it slashes this tabaxi right across the chest, barely missing its face. And how much damage is that? Eight slashing damage. Okay, the tabaxi, well, stumbles backwards into a into a pile of crates that is just strewn about Waterdeep because of lazy uh, property management. <laughs> Enough! <clears throat> but before they can talk, Lazarus has his sword out and he looks back to you, awaiting your order. Hold. He holds. Zig walks next to Lass, keeping a... Uh, Safe uh, claw distance. (laughs) Tilts their head with a deep sigh. I really don't understand why you have to get so aggressive when all I was doing was feeding some cats. (coughs) I appreciate the gesture. Don't get me wrong. (coughs) This was a job. That's all. Just a job. Let me go. I will never see you again. No. At least not until you told me what job exactly this was and who sent you. (sighs) The tabaxi tries to shift to get into a more comfortable position, but Lazarus holds the blade closer to its shoulder so it can't move, and it says, um, I was only given a drawing. And uh, he gestures towards the bag on his belt. It says, um, That's all. I don't know who hired me. I'm just a bounty hunter. Hand the drawing over. I need to check if it's a good likeness. Dope. Lazarus, with a flourish, cuts the belt off the tabaxi and tosses you the bag. Lazarus is so cool. (laughs) Also, his cape is definitely billowing in the wind. Oh my god. I'm gonna draw this so hard. Anyway... (laughs) Tell me about this drawing. <laughs> uh, well, are you going to go through the bag? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to go through the bag. Okay. Inside the bag, you see there is a pouch with uh, 200 gold in it. Mm-hmm. There is a set of thieves tools and there is a bag containing 50 ball bearings. And there is a uh, drawing of you with an excellent likeness on Black paper with silver ink. Um, Zig is going to pocket the drawing Mm -hmm. and uh, put everything back in the bag except the gold. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, they're going to uh, lean down over the tabaxi. Again, keeping, you know, not like super close because cats and cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to say, very well, I can respect one just trying to do their job, but you understand that I'm running a risk by just letting you go, right? I do. No one will know what I saw. I do not even know your name. So we're going to make a deal. Since I'm doing the gracious favor of letting you live, you are going to owe me two jobs of my choosing at any time. Make a persuasion. Uh, make an intimidation. Intimidation. Which, what? There's a. There's a. I think there's a sword to his throat or something. So this feels intimidating. <laughs> make an intimidation check with advantage. Okay. Seventeen and nine. I'm gonna go with the seventeen for this one. I would advise that as well. <laughs> the Tabaxi nods. Okay. Okay. My plate is yours. Fantastic. Now, how can I get in touch with you when I need you? Hmm. Let me just think of that really quick. Lazarus takes a step back, allowing the tabaxi a little more freedom of movement, and they they reach back behind themselves and they pull out a sending stone with a little uh, with a little <laughs> with a little etching of a cat face on it, and they toss it up, and Laz snatches it out of the air. Just give me a day's notice. And I I will meet you wherever you choose. Excellent. And one more thing. Should you come across any more jobs that have my likeness in them, come by the alibi. Whisper what you know to one of the bartenders. I'll be much obliged. Yes, of course. Lazarus takes a step back and sheathes his weapon. Before you go, what's your name? And the, uh, the tabaxi looks up at both of you and he says, um, I am Needle in Hay. You're lucky I have a soft spot for the feline variety. Now run along. The tabaxi scurries off, leaving a trail of blood and mud behind them. So that was interesting. Quite. Seems somebody wants you dead. Must what be Tuesday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they both laugh. <laughs> Trollskull Alley is not the nicest block in the City of Splendors. It is paved between a dozen or so larger buildings and a handful of smaller ones, twisting the alley with an inconvenient layout, never allowing you to look down one end and see the other. But in that, there is privacy and shade, and from what you can tell, community. Neighbors stand on their porches and drink their evening tea, and preteens in dark robes walk back from school with massive leather books in their arms, complaining about having to memorize spell components. A traveling merchant sets up his card of wares beneath a pitiful-looking tree in the center of the alley, and a half-elf waves from the window of his shop nearby asking what news the merchant has brought from the Sword Coast. You all have a map of Trollskull Alley. Do you want to explore the alley or head to your new digs? Let's get inside immediately. This sunlight is not good for my skin. That's fair, yeah. I have to say, 
Not maybe the best neighborhood, hmm? Where, where inside are you trying to go? Like, just in, into the nearest building, or...? No, the one we bought. Or whatever. Earned. Troll Skull Manor? That's where you're trying to go? Yes, the manor. Alright, where are we near? One... I, personally, would like to go across the street to Calamity Tans with leather armor and accessories. Tans? Oh. I don't think I'll be able to get a tan, but... <laughs> I'm willing to take a look. <laughs> Stupid. If they can make me tan, they can do it to anyone. <laughs> okay, so you want to go over to the tanner, huh? I would like to, yes. You step into a storefront that is set up to look like a frontier camp, and you're immediately hit with the smell of clean, well-oiled leather. Yes. Oh, glorious. What a fantastic smell you've discovered. Compared to the blood of your normal manner, it's excellent. Hundreds of belts hang in the window, accented with fur and big buckles in the shapes of monster skulls. And most of the wall space in the store is taken up by leather backpacks and pouches and vests. Despite its location, everything in the store leans heavily into a frontier theme, including its shopkeeper, a tall fearbald woman with a slightly drunken grin and a vest sewn of mismatched remnants. She has, like, cream-colored fur and drooping bovine ears and has, a uh, like, a loose conservative ponytail. And her fur has uh, splashes of brown and green and red that seem to be the same color as various leather items around the store. Well, welcome to Calamity Tans, your refuge from the settled utopia. Judging by the look of y'all, we might have just the thing you need. What sort of things would we need potentially well we got a lot of chaps and belts and key rings but our speciality is bags oh are they like nice ones let me see them she presents you with a hide satchel it has oversized leather stitching a design of blue and white beads in the shape of a hoof and big fringed edges that well i'm ready to leave anyone else <laughs> I'd love to see... I'm feeling really sick. Oh. Oh, you poor honey horn. We'll come back later then. Thank you. Oh, no, you guys can stay. I'm going to go outside for a second. Blitz is going to stumble outside. Well, since she's going to be sick out there, I guess I will stay in here where that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. That's right, shopkeeper. Your presence is slightly better <laughs> than my young ward vomiting. Well, that's fine by me. I can smell the farm on you, Velvet. It ain't often I meet another sophisticated type knows their way round a rabbit hutch. Oh yes, we are kindred, you and I. <laughs> Cut from the same cloth, as it were. <laughs> Both people of refined tastes. Bl uh, Blitz, what's going on outside? <laughs> uh, she's going to stumble next door to uh, the Corellon's crown. Oh, okay. <laughs> what does that look like? As you look around the alley, something strange catches your eye. Narrowly constructed between two taller tenements is a three-story glass building, the top floor of which is converted into a greenhouse. Exotic and magical vines curl out through open steaming windows on the upper floor, climbing the brick walls on either side of the tiny building. On the second floor, you see a muscular orc tending to the planters on windowsills, his green skin matching the verdant surroundings much more than his grumpy face does. Through the transparent walls of the bottom floor, you see a lush rainbow of blooming flowers. Just outside, you see a sign made of flowers reading Coralon's Crown. There is a hasty addition beneath the sign painted on a white plank. Proud member of the Guild of Apothecaries and Physicians, punctuated with a passive-aggressive smiley face. <laughs> okay. 
Um, oh, this looks perfect. And Blitz is going to stumble inside. Okay, you enter the store and you are briefly overwhelmed by the smell of plants, doubly so because you are someone so averse to vegetables. But after a moment, you feel calm. There are about a dozen customers within the store. You see a blushing dwarf buying a bouquet in a rush and a pair of half-orcs picking through flower crowns. Uh, you also see a human couple in deep conversation, pushing a stroller and not noticing their tiny blue baby trying to grab at fiddle leaves as they pass. Does anybody have something to cure my headache? That would be me. You're startled by a voice beside you as a tawny-skinned wood elf emerges from the foliage. Their auburn hair is long and braided, and they're wearing a pair of dark canvas overalls, the straps stitched like vines that buckle onto sunflowers. My name is Fala. I'm glad to find you in the green. Did you have a long night? Yeah. Longer morning? Yeah. Too, too much time awake. and what, yeah, It wasn't good. Do you have something I can take? I, I have gold I can give you. They smile and nod and pass you a small menu of potions, which you have here. Um, can I have the potion of greater healing, please? And she just, like, gives her probably too much gold because, like, it, her head hurts. So, like, just throws, like, 300 gold at her. <laughs> <laughs> Fala, gra Fala grabs a flower pot to catch all the gold you're throwing at them. Then... Then they lead you over to a counter that is almost like a coffee shop if you replace all the machines with uh, alchemical equipment. Uh, they grab a glass jar full of red petals and they like start pouring them carefully into a large mortar and then they think better of it and then just dump the whole thing in there. Okay. <laughs> Are you by chance the woman who bought the old manor house across the way? Yeah. How do you know about that? Someone went around this morning trying to get everyone all riled up about dragons. I just wish I saw his face so my friend upstairs could put a mark on him. I just want you to know that me and Z are totally cool with Dragonborn and kobolds and lizard folk. Not that y'all are the same or whatever. And if you ever need a place to go and like chill or cry or whatever, stripping down in the greenhouse and reconnecting with yourself can be very healing. Yes. That's very nice of you, and a bit of oversharing, but mostly very nice. <laughs> thank, thank you? Yeah, of course. We're all neighbors here in the deep. There are good things about it. Trust me. And they give you a big thumbs up, and their thumb is literally green. Ah, oh, it's funny. It's a funny pun. <laughs> um, question. What's Did up? I take a sip of this potion to heal my hangover? Yeah. Does that mean that I can't use it later? No, it's it's <laughs> actually it's, healed. No, it's fine. You can just you can just you can just do it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Hangover cured. You've solved. You're, great. <laughs> da -da 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 Alexa, no one is talking. <laughs> I just want to get in on your cool game. <laughs> This has been Abandoned Quest, a production of Sea Monsters Etc. Starring Mike Allen as Braden Stabiner, Janelle Irene Lawson as Blitz Avianosets, 
Serenegal as Zig, and Carlina Manzi as Misra Tistin. Character and album illustration by Jem, who you can find on Instagram at MadeFetish. Original theme music composed by Totally Futuristic, who you can find on Instagram at Totally Futuristic. Special thanks to our patrons, Andrew Perez, MC Allen, Ryan Bowling, Jonathan Schwartz, and Maximilian Mycroft Meath. We are back after a, uh, brief hiatus. I did get COVID, which I do not recommend, but I was also a little burnt out after going so hard for so long in this pandemic. The hustle is important, but it is also a lie and a demon patron, so don't forget to take some time for yourselves. Also, don't get COVID, it really makes your bones hurt. Gonna try to get back on track in the new year, so hey, head on over to our YouTube channel and check out our discussion of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, where we break down our favorite mechanics and subclasses from the new book. Also, let us know what book you'd like to see us tackle next, except it's definitely Frostmaiden. Janelle wants to talk about Frostmaiden so bad. Anyway, this has been your Dungeon Master, Donnie Knowles, and from all of us at Abandoned Quest, don't give up.